With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Are you trying to connect with your path in life? Do you have a hard time trusting your gut? Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Do you wonder what intuition is and how it works? Get ready for the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Hosted by Dr. Elise Holland, this globally syndicated radio show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. Coming to you live on Blog Talk Radio, this hit show is tailor-made to help you realize your full potential through body, mind, and spirit. Dr. Elise brings her knowledge, experience, and sense of humor to each show while introducing you to guests from all over the world who are experts in the fields of spirituality, energy healing, holistic wellness, alternative medicine, and nutrition. Call in with your questions or share some of your own experiences in connection with your intuition and emotional healing. The Elise Intuition Radio Show starts now. Here's your host, Dr. Elise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. My name is Dr. Elisa Holland, but people around the world calls me Dr. Elise. I'm a mom, writer, energy healer, international intuitive life coach, researcher, and radio personality. Through my 501c3 not-for-profit Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, which can be found at www.elisehealingcenter.com. I help people heal their emotional bodies and discover their life purpose through intuitive life coaching and flower essences. We did a clinical research study at our healing center and presented those results in Paris, France last year. You can also gain access to those results on our website. Just look for the research tab on our main website. Our Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center is dedicated to helping individuals realize their full potential through their body, mind, and spirit by providing spiritual education, guidance, healing, and transformation through various digital platforms. Each third Wednesday of every month, we have our regular show with special guests from around the world, or I present intuitive guidance and messages from the spirit and angels at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Blog Talk Radio. If you have been following my life's work, then you know that my spiritual origin is of an angel. I communicate with all of the archangels and the divine spirit. As the spirit guide me, you may also notice some special or bonus shows on our upcoming schedule, so stay tuned. I have some spiritual messages that I will share with you at the end of our show today. Whether you're a regular listener, long-time listener, or you just found out about the Elise Intuition Radio Show, we are so glad that you are here with us. We are very excited to take some of your calls, and you can call into the show on 929-477-3973. Again, that number is 929-477-3973. 
929-477-3973. Stay with us for the next hour as we have a special guest on the call. Today we have Mark Jackson II, financial mentor, motivational speaker, real estate expert, and best-selling author of Read Me or Stay Broke, here to discuss how to unleash your financial genius. Before we get into that conversation, let me just share with you, Mark has served our country as he is a United States Air Force veteran and served as a U.S. Department of Defense aircraft specialist. Mark II is from the boot, as in New Orleans, Louisiana. He was exposed to his first taste of the real estate business when he began appraising housing properties at the age of 15. Later during his high school years, he transcended to student body president and recipient of the Young Entrepreneur Award. Mark Jackson II currently owns MNC Real Estate, Rise Right Now, and Sweetney and Sons Consulting. To date, Jackson has structured over $3.5 million in real estate and business transactions. He has been a keynote speaker at the University of Louisville, Oklahoma City Chamber of Commerce, the Minority Pre-Med Pre-Dental Symposium, and Urban League of Oklahoma City Young Professionals, and many more successful companies. In 2013, the Real Estate Success Formula, Jackson's first co-authored and self-published book, was released. As a proud father, Mark Jackson II loves volunteering as head coach for both of his son's basketball teams, teaching over 100 young people the fundamentals of sportsmanship and practice for seven years, and he has no plans of stopping anytime soon. Every day we are told to work hard, pay your bills, and life will be okay. According to Mark Jackson II, wealth is not created that way. So let's welcome Mark Jackson II to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. Hello, Mark. How are you? Uh, hello, Dr. Elise. How are you doing? I'm just fine. Thank so, you. you know, basically, we just want to get straight to what the people want to know. What well, was I want to thank you for having me on, please. Oh, uh, I want to welcome. thank you for having me on. I want to thank everyone for tuning in and listening. And I want to tell you, I really love uh, your mission, you know, the, the teaching of the intuition, the life coaching, but the, the, the spiritual connectedness. I think that um, that is what we seek at our highest aspiration, you know, so helping lead people to that and giving them the guidance. I think it's wonderful. So thank you for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. So, you know, I just have to ask, what was the inspiration behind writing Read Me or Stay Broke? Well, Read Me or Stay Broke, really the inspiration comes from love. Um, first, you know, I've read somewhere in a wonderful uh, book, I'm sure you've probably read it too, love your neighbor as you love yourself. You know, I've yes. also heard that it's better to give than to receive, you know. And so mm-hmm. when it comes to financial education, I realized that when I got it, it wasn't for just for me to keep. You know, we all have a spiritual mission or a mission of our life or something we're supposed to contribute in our lifetime. And when Read Me or Stay Broke, the idea hit me. I mean, I wasn't even, 
you know, thinking that I that I could write that book. You know, it's, it put all put all the financial knowledge that a person would need into one book. You know, but I but I believe that that's what my mission was. And so wow. you know, when I was when I was yes, ma'am. So when the book really was born was when I was flat broke. That's why the book is called Read Me or Stay Broke. You know, some people say I'm poor. I think people don't need to say that they're poor because that creates a uh, description of your life. Whereas broke is a situation. And situations can be fixed. When I was broke and trying to feed and take care of my children, I, I was like, I have a full-time job, but still ends are not me. You know, can anybody relate to that? <laughs> you know, you have a full-time job, you're doing the best you can. And yet you still can't make ends meet. And so in order to solve that problem, I started to look for the answers. Um, And so I started to read books, hundreds of books. And what what I really realized was that the biggest difference between the rich and the poor or the rich and the broke was two things. One, they spend their money on different things. And two, they have all the money education. When I realized that, and it wasn't just me, a lot of us beat ourselves up and we think, Oh man, it's, you know what's wrong with me? Why can't I get my money together? Why can't I get this right? Okay, everything else in life you were given instructions for. Were you ever given any instruction about money? Did you take it in high no. school? Did you take it in college? No. So something that no. we all have to deal with all the time for a majority of our life, we get no instruction on how to use. Wow. That realization is what made me want to write Remus Day Bro. Wow. So, you know, I like intuition. I like the fact that you said that everyone is born with a life purpose. So as you were writing this book, did you hear from the Spirit? I feel like you get spoken to in many different ways. And mm-hmm. so I started to write Read Me Stay Broke in about 2016. And I got about the first three chapters because what I wanted to do was I wanted to be able to put financial intelligence in a book in a way that people would want to read it. It would hold their attention, you know, Mm -hmm. that was of me as the author. It was my job to put that information in a digestible way, a way you could enjoy um, as opposed to the boring dry way that we're seen to see these things as, you know, and Mm -hmm. in trying to create the story, you know, I got a little bit of writer's block. And so the project kind of sat around for a minute. Well, one day I was in the car with my oldest son. He's 10 years old. He was eight years old at the time. And we was talking about basketball or something like that. He just looked right in my face and he said, Dad. I said, well, he said, you should finish your book. And so when he said that, it hit me like, wow. You know, yeah, he's saying that, but that's not coming from him. You know, that's the nudge to to right. make sure I don't come off the path of fulfilling my purpose. Wow. So you mentioned that you told the story in a unique way. How how did you tell the story in Read Me or Stay Broke? Thank you for asking. Um, in Read Me or Stay Broke, I created what I what I would love to call, you know, somebody we could relate to, Josh. You know, mm-hmm. um, I put the financial principles that we would need to know as adults right now, debt, savings, credit, taxes, real estate, business, all of these things in the minds and hands of experts in the book. But mm-hmm. we out here in the world, you know, we probably would never be able to go see a, a certified public accountant, see a real estate investor, see a person that owns a hedge fund, go meet with the president of a bank and be able to pick their brains and find out the highest level expert knowledge on each one of the fields that has to do with money. But the main character gets to. 
And so you get to go with a man who's trying to figure out and, and, and increase his financial situation to help his mother stay alive. But on that journey, he has to figure out, what am I missing about money? What is the secret between the rich and the poor? Because with that knowledge, with that, with that key, he can then continue to always change his money situation. You see, more money doesn't change money situations. More money knowledge does. With knowledge, just like knowledge of self or knowledge of, you know, like, you know, your spirit and your journey. But when you have knowledge, you can act upon it. When you don't have it, you can't, you know. And so in the story, Josh goes and he meets with each individual expert. And if he can get the secret of the rich from them, then he'll be able to rescue his mother. So, um, I just want the reader to be able to see that even the most dire situation with the right financial education can be solved. Wow. So knowledge is truly power, but it's knowledge in all areas of your life is what you're saying. Yes, ma'am. I'm saying if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, self-actualization or your highest spiritual self is at the top of the pyramid. But at the bottom of the pyramid is safety and security, food, right? So if you can't buy shelter and food or you're constantly stressing about the income that's going to be for your shelter and your food, you can't have the mental peace to be able to connect where you, you know, on all different levels. Wow. What a connection. So, you know, I I read the book where, you know, Josh had to kind of take a self-examination into how he showed up at the bank. <laughs> so what makes up our financial character? Wonderful, yes. Our financial character is what we are judged by. I think, um, for example, we all have a family member. We have two type of family members or two type of people in our life. Somebody who comes to you and if they want to borrow some money, you don't mind giving it to them whether they pay you back or not, or you know that they're good for it. You know that person, Right. And then you also know the person that you don't need to lend no money because they already owe you some. And But if you was to give them some more, they still wouldn't give you what you're going to give them now, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so that is actually what the bank does. Right? The bank does not have the ability to tell if you're telling the truth or not simply by taking your word. So our financial character or how we look to somebody as someone they would want to loan money to or help financially our credit history is what follows us, or our credit, um, our credit behavior, uh, the loans that we've taken out and paid back, the bills that we've skipped on, you know, maybe the uh, apartments we've, you know, had bad rent, you know, things like that follow us, but they follow us through the credit bureaus and they follow us through uh, Fair Isaac and Corporation, and so these indicators of whether you will pay somebody back or not is what they actually use to judge you when you go to the bank. The bank is not there to help you in a hard time. The bank is in the business of selling money. They let people use money on an interest rate and you bring back the original amount plus what we said was going to be the interest for borrowing. That's our fee for using our money. That's the business that the bank is in. And so in order for you to be someone, they say we will allow you to use our money you have to go in and you have to display that you are worthy or credit worthy or your credit worthiness work, which is where credit comes from. So that's what makes up your financial character. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, they're telling me that we have to go to break now. So when we come back, we will definitely look at 
ways on how we can continue to help people improve their financial situation. You are listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest Mark Jackson II. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Do you wonder why you keep attracting the same type of relationship energy? Are you tired of being hurt again and again? Do you wonder why your partner came into your life? Did you know that love is the most powerful force on earth? Through the 501c3 not-for-profit Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center, Minister Dr. Elise has proven to thousands through her intuitive readings, life coaching, books, audio CDs, online courses, seminars, class tours, and workbooks that by learning how to navigate relationships with spiritual eyes, you can prepare for your relationship and date with a purpose, all for the love of you. With For the Love of You, How to Navigate Relationships with Spiritual Eyes, you will get a closer look at understanding how masculine and feminine energy impact relationships and explore the types of spiritual connections within those relationships. Additionally, you will learn strategies to help demystify the challenges that comes with relationships and the five stages that you will experience in romantic relationships. Discover why everything you need to learn happens through relationships. People come into your life for two reasons, life lessons or life blessings. Gain a new perspective on self-love, emotional intimacy, spiritual energy, and how they relate to your relationships. It's time for you to show yourself some love. It is your divine birthright to do what is best for the love of you. You are love. Honor yourself. Date with a purpose. All for the love of you. You can get your copy on Amazon.com or directly from our online store at www.elisehealingcenter.com. Back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest Mark Jackson II. We are continuing the conversation about getting our finances in order. If you have any questions, then please call into the show on 929 477 3973. Again, that number is 929 477 3973. But before we continue, I want to make sure everyone knows how to win a free copy of Read Me or Stay Broke, and how to contact our special guest, Mark. Mark, could you give us your contact information for our listeners and how to win a chance at our free copy of your book? Sure. Uh, All you need to do is uh, find me on Facebook, like some of uh, the social media, (laughs) and uh, call in, ask a question, and we'll give you a free book. Okay. How can we find you on Facebook? Yeah, my name on Facebook is just Mark Sweeney, uh, S-W-E-E-N-E-Y, Jackson, uh, J-A-C-K-S-O-N. It'll come right up. Please, I love uh, connecting with new people. And that's the same thing on Instagram. If you have Instagram, Mark S. Jackson, and then just put two I's for the second. Try to make it real simple. If you pretty much use my name on any social media, it'll come up as me. Um, I'm trying to be found. (laughs) Want to help people. Okay. So now, Mark, you mentioned earlier that credit was very important when it comes to 
making up your financial character. What are the five factors that make up a credit score? So the five factors that make up a credit score are your payment history, your current debts, your credit uh, behavior, your credit history, your credit applications, and your current debt. So your credit score is 35% of your payment history. You know, do you pay on time with what missed payments you have? 30% uh, are your current debts. How much do you currently owe people collectively? Um, your credit history, how long have you had credit? Is 15% of your credit score. Um, 10% is your credit application. How much credit are you applying for? How much debt are you showing that you're trying to go in or have available to you? And then the types of current credit. So do you have a home loan? and a car loan, and some credit cards, uh, and do you pay your bills on time? So the variety of credit is a factor. And I just want to say right quick, the, the, the reason why this is important is because you get a credit score and a credit history report no matter what you want to do. When you're 17, 18 years old, you get out of high school, you start being monitored by credit, and you don't even know what are the things that they're looking for to be able to grade me. You know, it's it's not it's it's only when we wind up at the bank, you know, ten or twelve years later that you realize, wow, I wish I would have been doing some things, or I wish I would have known this earlier. Because if you don't know how to behave or you don't understand an environment, how can you maximize your opportunity in it? So just right quick again, payment history, current debts, credit history, credit applications and current uh credit are the five factors um for your score. Wow. So what what happens if a parent decides to use their child's name for a bill or something? Is that possible? Is that legal? How how well, that's that definitely illegal. <laughs> you ask me if somebody commit uh fraud on their child? Yeah, so how do you I guess my question is if you find your, you look at your credit score and you're 17 or 18 or however old you are, and you notice that there are things on your credit score that you haven't done or your credit report that you haven't done, how do you fix that? Well, in this day and age, it's it's it's, it's, <clears throat> it's not as easy as they want you to feel like it is. But that process is still, you know, a growing process. And if you're that young as if you're applying in the question. But for any age, identity theft or having your identity stolen is not a quick fix. So that's why it's more important to know all the things that affect your credit. And also, you can call into Experian, you can call Equifax, you can call TransUnion. All you have to do is find out on your credit report. So you have to get your credit report. Once you have your credit report, like you say, you look at it, you see something that's not yours. Usually they'll have the contact information of the place that holds the debt. So you can actually call that place and ask them, why is this debt on me? If they give you information that's not actually yours, then the credit bureaus allow you to file what's called a dispute. Then you can prove that it wasn't you that made the transaction over time, and then they'll remove it and your credit will uh, bounce back. But you will have to be patient enough to know that it's going to sit a little lower or, or whatever with the impact of the fraudulent thing until it's solved. But if you want to solve it, you go through the process and you can you can have it solved. But knowing credit and understanding everything that goes along with it will make that a calmer process, and it will also uh, make you know that you will be able to bring it back up. A lot of people fear these kind of things more than they should 
because of lack of education, you know, and that's why commercials can scare you that way. If somebody's stealing your credit, you need LifeLock, you need this. No, you need education. You need to understand what credit is and how to contact the people that fix it for you inside of the bureau itself instead of, you know, consolidation help or some kind of 100 number. Getting your own education and being financially educated on, like you just asked me to explain, the factors of your score, but also you know, the credit bureaus, like I just explained. And then there are specific things that make your score go up and make your score go down that you want to avoid. And those are found, you know, in remiss, they broke. But doing those things allows you to even more so overcome uh, um, an occasion of identity theft because you will feel comfortable in your ability to repair your credit, including the company's ability. Thank you so much for clarifying that. So, you mentioned whenever you go into the bank to get a loan or whatever you're trying to get approved, they look at your financial character. So what is this idea you call financial discrimination? Is is that legal? Thank you for asking that question because financial discrimination is a term that I came up with or that I was able to use as my best description of of a situation that I think we have all found ourselves in before and some of us find ourselves in continuously. And financial discrimination is a lender's ability to tell you you can't have uh, money or a car or a house or anything that will cost you more money than we have to let you borrow. A, a person's ability to do that to you without having to help you be able to do it. So what I'm saying is if you go to the bank and you have a bad credit score because you never read reading your state broker, you never knew anything about credit, and you go and you ask for a car or a house and you apply for the loan, they go and they pull your credit report and they say your score is too low, and even if your score was in the range, we need a down payment, and it shows that you or you already let us know that you can't afford that down payment. So now you can't have this car, you can't have this house because you don't have good enough credit and you don't have enough money to put down. And that's the situation that most people find themselves in. Illegal discrimination is you can't have this because you're black or white or Asian or Hispanic. You can't have this because you're old. You can't have this because you're Jewish or you're uh, Muslim. Those kind of you can't have this thing because of something outside of your control, those things are illegal. But to tell somebody they can't do something because they don't qualify is legal. The problem is most of us, like we explained earlier, with the lack of credit worthiness, with the lack of credit knowledge, but even more so before that, with not being taught in school or college what to do with money, how to buy the different things that the wealthier people buy, which make money back for them, those things need leverage. They need more money than you make. They need you to get a loan on credit. For most people who are wealthy, credit is a tool. They use credit to borrow money that they don't have to buy things they can't afford and then sell it for more than they bought it for on the loan, keeping the profit, paying back the bank, and then being able to do it again because they paid the money back. We could do that. Everyone could do that in America because it's illegal for you not to be able to participate. You have the right to. The reason why you can't is because you don't qualify, and not qualifying means you don't have good enough credit and you don't have enough money saved up. And that's what we have to solve for ourselves. We have to be aware of the things we can buy and use and make money with once we have the credit. But we also understand, we also need to understand how to fix and use our credit as a tool. Wow, what a secret. 
<laughs> what a secret. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I must ask, what can people do right now to improve their financial situation in terms of saving and um, properly tackling debt? What can they do? Well, the first thing you should do is not blame yourself for the situation. That's the first thing that anybody could do. When you can remove the feeling of how did I do this or why am I like that, realize that what you're doing is the same as if someone was to give you car keys, no driver's ed, no driver's license, let you drive the car, and then when you get in an accident, tell you, why don't you know how to drive? And then you continuously telling yourself, I'm a bad driver. That's what actually happened with money. You were given money and an ability to earn at a certain age, and then no explanation of how the system worked, the economy, credit, taxes, saving, any of that stuff. And now when you don't have all that you need because they've been giving you student loans, they've been giving you home loans, car loans, without explaining to you how to use the tools that they created, now you look at yourself and you say, well, because I'm not a Kardashian or because I don't have this or that or I don't live in this neighborhood, something's wrong with me. So the first thing I encourage people to do is to stop that right there. The second thing you do then is you try to use 90% of what you make to live off of. So and to, some people say I have a hard time saving. That's because they have a budget. You don't need a budget. You need a spending plan. If, if if all we really do is earn and spend, but we need to buy different things with our money so we have some of it left or we buy things that make us money back or we save, we need to decide what we're going to do with our money. We're going to pay this bill, that bill, this bill, this bill, and we're all of them affordable. Get rid of some bills that you don't need if they're not affordable because we want to be able to provide necessities, have some savings, and then be able to do whatever we want to do in leisure. So 10% should always go for you forever from whatever kind of money you get. Because you may have experienced this before. When you get your taxes in and you get that big chunk of money, that feeling you have when you get that money is increased. The reason why we hate when we see our paycheck and we know we got to pay bills, you feel like a diminished capacity. You realize that to do stuff, you need money. And so you feel like you have less and less ability to do stuff. When you get that big check for tax return in and you feel that, ah, that relief, that peace, for that, you know, that, that good, good feeling, that security. You have some security. When you go to sleep, you're not going to feel different because you're not worried as much. That's what a savings account will do for you spiritually all the time. Putting some money aside in savings will give you a peace. Um, now, you asked also about being able to reduce debt. To reduce debt, what you want to do is you have to take the straight-up view that you are going to have to give the money back to the things that you pay for. Some stuff can be forgiven. Some stuff can be um, talked down. So first thing you might want to do is if you're having like credit cards or anything that are like in collections or bills that are overdue, call them and you just try and get a, a third of a payment. You can literally get on a payment plan for about 30% to 50% of what you owe. You know, that's the first thing you could call and actually do. Second thing is if you get some of those down, now write down all your debts. I know that sounds scary. A lot of people don't like to do that because who wants to face that much reality? But actually, when you get down to it and you can actually see how much you owe and what you're making every month and create that spending plan to pay some of these debts back while also paying your bills, you're going to feel more in control and actually more comfortable because now you're doing something about the problem instead of it always just coming out you know, and making you worried. So begin to save 10% of your money. Write down all of your debts. Try and get some of those debts reduced. And that way you'll be saving 
and paying off your debts, and you, then you'll know where you're headed. You're headed to that peace and safety and security. Thank you so much, Mark. They're telling me it's time for another break, guys. You are listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest Mark Jackson II. When we come back, Mark will share with us how to build wealth. Learn the secrets to awaken your own financial genius. Mark Jackson II has written an Amazon International bestseller, Read Me or Stay Broke. This gripping story does the impossible marvelously. This book entertains and educates the reader. The book transforms the reader with an emotional journey filled with dynamic financial discoveries. In an effort to pay his dying mother's medical bills, Josh has burned the candle at both ends for far too long. In a last-ditch effort to stay afloat, he works even harder while his boss is breathing down his neck. Exhausted and desperate, Josh comes to a simple realization. He is broke and out of options. Until one day, a mysterious woman offers him a challenge. Her company offers him the chance to learn the powerful money secrets of the rich secrets that have built fortunes for centuries but were always hidden from the public. But there's a catch. If Josh can complete the challenge, his mother's bills will be paid in full, fail, and she will die in death. In his darkest moment, Josh agrees to the challenge. You will learn side by side with Josh as he is exposed to the seven mentors, savings, debt, credit, taxes, business, stocks, and real estate investing. The seven keys to wealth building. To save his mother's life, all he needs to do is listen, learn, and apply the secrets from each lesson. Will he be able to learn all the secrets in time? Can he complete the challenge in time to save his mother? This powerful story will keep you on the edge of your seat. You can get your copy on Amazon.com. Do you want to stay connected to Mark Jackson II? You can find him on Facebook under Mark Sweeney Jackson or www.facebook.com forward slash Mark Jackson 2. And read me or stay broke at www.facebook.com forward slash read me or stay broke. Mark 2 is also on Instagram under Mark's Jackson 2 and read me or stay broke. Lastly, you can find him on Twitter under at Mark Jackson 2. We're back on the Elise Intuition Radio Show with Dr. Elise and special guest Mark Jackson II. We are continuing the conversation about finances, and now we are looking at how to build wealth. If you have any questions, then please call into the show on 929-477-3973. So, Mark, we, we talked about the credit score. We talked about financial discrimination. We talked about some secrets of saving and how to properly tackle debt. So now let's move on to wealth building. What are the major keys to wealth building? Thank you for asking. So to me, the three the three major keys to wealth building are earn, education, and application. So in order, we all, we've all heard to take money to make money, right? 
So we need to be able to do what wealthier people do. What I discovered through my reading of books about wealthier people, because I really wanted to try and figure out, you know, what was the difference between me and people that had like all this money? Why, you know, why is it that we all deal with the same thing every day, but no one can help each other out with it? You notice that, you notice that you can go to the car mechanic and you can say, man, you know, my brakes are messed up. My engine's messed up. Here's some money. Give my car back fixed. There's nobody you could take your money to your personal financial situation. Right. You can come to me and I'll help you coach you through it, but you can't go to somebody and say, here's my money. Take it, make it better, give it back to me, make me rich, right? So <laughs> you won't that, see it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So in, from that perspective, in order to build wealth, I wanted to figure out what people were doing differently than me. So I, after reading over hundreds of books of people who had built wealth, that's kind of how I wrote Remix They Broke. Well, you know, I, I wanted to do all the work for you, have all the stuff in one place, because it took me so many books to find the fact that, Rich people buy things different than us. That's the fact. We all earn and spend, but they spend on real estate, on stocks, on a business, into things that once you put your money into them, they pay you back instead of you trading time for money at a job. Now, you can earn at your job and even have a side hustle or a side business, but all I'm saying is the biggest difference between the rich and the poor or to be wealthy or the goal of getting wealthy is to start spending your money on things that make you money back. And so earning is the first step into doing that because you want to put your money or you want to have some money to buy with down payment money or money to invest. So first you earn, go to your job, work hard, do um, some things that wouldn't be expected for you, get a raise. You know, if you have a skill, just provide a service. You know, if you play piano or something, go, Learn how to get paid to play at church. You know, um, if you know how to fix stuff, you can PayPal with your friends and go fix something for somebody, you know. Just you can earn, 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 whatever way and shape and fashion that comes from. Now, the second step is education. How do these things work? How does real estate work? How does business work? How does how do all these things I have available to me while I'm just sitting back at my job? Why don't I read and learn how people are doing more? Right, So that's where Read Mistake Broke comes in because now you don't have to read a bunch of books. You can just read this book. And by reading this book, you can do whatever else it is you love to do while understanding the underlying money that goes underneath it. You know, So you get your education. How do I invest in some real estate? Why can I invest in some real estate? Why, even if I don't care about real estate, do I know that it's a money-making opportunity that I have that legal right to be able to participate in? And if I qualify, I can do it easily with knowledge so it's not about liking it or not liking it. oh i don't like stocks i don't like real estate with the proper knowledge it's not about like it's about seeing an opportunity taking it making some money out of it making your life safer having more for your children so on and so forth so educate once you know how to do those things you can you can have some money in the bank you can learn all about what you need to learn read remiss they broke but if you don't take the actions you won't get the results and so that's where application comes from now the beautiful thing about it is when, when the application stage, if you've taken the education and the earnings and bought some real estate or started a business or purchased a couple of stocks, now these things will pay you money back to your earn section and then flow the money back all the way to more of them and then back to your earn section. What I'm saying is a cycle. The more you make and the more you learn and the more you do, the more you'll have to learn more to do more. That's how wealth is built. So I know that you you are a financial mentor, but do you also coach people with how to get into the real estate market? 
Yes, ma'am. And I'm not a real estate agent, so um, I I invest in houses. So even in the final, in one of the later chapters in real in real estate broke, I wanted to teach people like this is how a person can flip a house with bad credit and not enough down payment. And I'm not talking about none of those seminars or those guruy, you know, the the stuff that comes on TV later. Now I'm not talking about that. Read the chapter. It's the straight up real truth about how to flip a house and. I felt like that's something that we all should know. And so, yes, I do teach people on the higher levels. But if you just want to understand the housing market, real estate, and how to buy a house, you can find out Remian Stay Broke. And then if you want to flip houses, reach out to me. I love helping people learn the real estate, you know, or learn wealth building tactics. It doesn't hurt me that you know how to do deals. or And we should all have that attitude. In order for somebody else to be making money, it's not hurting you. Y'all can do business together now. You know what I'm saying? If two people are educated, we can do business as opposed to being in competition. So, yes, ma'am, I do teach people how to flip houses, but I also put it out there in the world for anybody that wants to learn how to flip houses that can't even contact me. They can read my book. The The reason why I put all this knowledge in a book instead of in a bunch of videos and DVDs and super digital, even in this day and age, writing a hard cover book was because I read a book that said one time, Books allow us to speak to people that we may never meet. And my passion right. is to teach people financial intelligence and to help them. But I might not get to meet everybody. But if I wrote my book, at least it could meet as many people as possible, you know, per copy. And that's what I wanted to be able to put into the world. Okay. So I've heard the word, or rather the acronym, ROI. Why Why is I R R O I important when it comes to making investments? Like, what is that all about? Okay, so the question really is, is it worth it? And almost mm. everything we do in life, before we make the decision, we think to ourselves, is it worth it? So return on investment is really what you check in when you're asking yourself, is it worth it? If I go over here and I do this thing, am I going to get what I want? Is it worth it, right? And when things don't feel worth it, usually we don't do this, right? Should you read Read Me or Stay Broke? I don't know. You're trying to think to yourself, is it worth it? Is it worth the hours of sitting down and reading, or is it worth going through 244 pages to get the knowledge? I don't know. I don't usually use books to solve my problem. But if you read it and it taught you how to make a million dollars and it only cost you $20 and it only cost you four hours, it was probably worth it. You just can't tell if it's worth it or not. So ROI is how you check to see if something's going to be worth it. Return on investment. The what I'm going to get back for what I give. My return on investment. So in any financial opportunity, but already you have cultivated the skill by choosing life opportunities, you think to yourself, is it worth it? So to be able to determine if something is worth you putting your money into it as an investor, you want to be able to calculate with the formulas and the knowledge, if you're going to get the return back, if I'm going to put $100,000 into this house on this loan and I'm going to try and sell it for $50,000, I'm asking myself all the work it's going to take me to get it bought, sold, and uh, cashed out and renovated and given back to me. And that whole long process I have to go through is $50,000 enough worth my time in profit. That's Is it worth it? That's the return on the fit, the investment. You know, if I want to buy some stock right now, right right now, every day, the ROI is shown on the stock market. What It starts out the, at that day and then what it does by the end of the day. Did it go up? Did it go down? That's how a person can gauge whether it was worth me buying it at this price 
I need to see how much more I'm going to get after I buy it. It's the same thing I was telling you about the bank and the credit worthiness. Every time the bank checks the credit worthiness, checks every time the bank checks the credit worthiness of a person, they're essentially assessing your ROI. How much will I know I'll be able to get back from this person if I give them this money? If I give this person $100,000 to get this house and I tell them that over the next 30 years they have to pay the interest on that and we're going to get 30000 more than the 100000 we loaned over 30 years and this person looks like they're going to be able to pay me back, then I know that I'm going to get my $30,000 back. I'm going to be able to see a positive return on investment there. If this person doesn't pay any of their bills on time and doesn't do what they're supposed to do when it comes to credit and money, then I don't feel like that's a good ROI. I'm not going to get good return on investment from somebody who's not going to even pay me my money back. So that's how we assess uh, return on investment or look at or look at ROI. Okay. Thank you so much for giving us like a really simple way of determining if it's worth it. So we have time for one last question, uh, Mark. What are the various types of paper assets? What, what's that all about? So paper assets are your 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 um, your stock market assets. Right? A lot of people have been told that the way to make sure that you um, you know, invest your money is through a 401k or to buy some stocks, invest in stock market. More people are familiar or have been exposed to stock market than have been exposed to real estate. So just briefly being able to just share a little bit. There's stocks, bonds, you know, um, usually like your government securities, and there's also mutual funds. Um, stocks are just your basic stocks that you have that, you know, that companies sell. Like I, when I went to business school, I wanted to be able to understand business from all three sides, how how the money was made, how the business got funded. So businesses are funded by investments from regular people, which are called stocks. So a lot of companies sell opportunities to invest in their company or buy pieces of their company. That's when they issue stock. The stock market itself is people who already own pieces in company, selling them between each other. And so if you want to be an owner of a piece of a company, you can buy a piece on the stock market and then you can see as the company does better, you're, you'll make more money on your stock. And that's essentially how you're able to make money on a, a stock. It's, it's actually kind of simple. We're just never taught it that way, you know? Um, and then you have bonds and government securities and mutual funds. I mean, the thing about all these is that it's just an investment vehicle. How fast do you want to go? They're going to have higher and lower amounts of risk. They're going to have higher and lower amounts that you can buy things for. But it all is very, very simplified if you read, read me and stay broke and get your financial education because then you won't just know the names of the things. You'll know what they do, and then you can just make a selection almost as if you were choosing a transportation. Do I want to take the train? Do I want to ride a bike? Do I want to take a car? Do I want to take an airplane? How fast do you want to go and how risky it is? If you take a bike, you know you're going to go at a slow speed. If you fall, you won't get hurt. If you take an airplane, you're all the way up in the sky. So it's the same thing with financial vehicles. Do you want a stock? Do you want a mutual fund? Do you want a bond? Do you want a government security? Do you want to get all the way up to the level of hedge fund? You can do all of those with the right financial education. Wow. Thank you so much, Mark. We are so grateful to have you on the show to share with us more genius nuggets about finances. <laughs> we Can are... I thank you for a second? I want to thank you for at least having me on to make this connection. A lot of people who um, speak about the spiritual don't also speak about the financial. It's almost like ignore that. That'll all work itself out. You know, I think that you 
thank you for having me on to make the connection between having a solid financial foundation and understanding and letting that increase your peace and your spiritual connection, spiritual connection and things you're able to do uh, with opening up your mindfulness and living your life. Yeah, because it's your divine birthright to learn how to attract abundance and prosperity. That's your inheritance. Yes, ma'am. Okay, well, this is Dr. Elise with Mark Jackson II. We're going on a quick break, and when we return, I will share with you two messages from the Spirit and angels. Stay tuned. Here go the secrets on how to keep it real. Take some time alone so you can chill. It don't take a lot of time to know the deal. Must be ready to hear the truth. For loving you, for loving you. If you love you, you will get the same vibe. So go find your tribe. Love yourself instead of your pride. For the love of you. You are worth it, you are love, you are value. You, you, for the love of you. Organize. We want you to have space 
to fill with something better. Spirit loves a vacuum as it gives space for brilliant new energy. Let go of what is not serving you and give order to what remains. See them and know their value. Your soul needs organization in order to keep your connection to us and to spirit free of distractions. You are so adored by so many. We hope you really know that. Wow, that's a powerful message, guys. Time to take an assessment in every area of your lives. Sometimes it's okay to let go of of things from your past. Sometimes it's okay to write down those goals. Sometimes you may need to do that so that you can see exactly how things map up in each area of your life. Now, the second message from the Spirit is, Dear you, check in occasionally with yourself about your motives behind actions you plan on taking, especially when you have an end game in mind. Is the source of your motivation desire or entitlement? Maybe you're drawn to a certain path because you think it will bring you a feeling related to the outcome you seek, like safety or wholeness. Know that you will see a reflection in the outer world of the motive that drives you forward. Do you need a motive? Can you simply be pulled in the direction your soul calls you, towards joy, discovery, growth, or adventure, participating in something compelling and meaningful without trying to define it? If you can step forward, surrendered to whatever spirit has in store for you, you will be amazed at how things turn out. Check your motives and hand them over to spirit. Everybody here wants the best for you. Life loves you more than you know. Wow. Another powerful message, guys. It is so important for you to take the time out and listen to your intuition. It's very important that you pray, which means you're telling the spirit, you're telling God, you're telling the great divine what you desire. But when you listen and connect to your intuition, that comes through quieting the mind. That fancy word is called meditation. There are various forms of meditation. There's creative meditation. There's walking meditation. There's sitting meditation. There's all types of meditations that you can do so that you can learn how to still the mind, meaning quiet the mind, so that you can let the spirit, you can let God, you can let the great divine tell you what you need to do, give you divine messages, give you divine downloads. So these two messages are powerful. I see it being connected in all areas of your life. So if you would like to contact me, you can go to our Healing Center's website, com. 
or find us on Facebook at Elise Spiritual Healing and Wellness Center. If you have any life questions, then send them to askdrelise at gmail.com, and I will answer them via video response on our YouTube channel. I want to thank you all for tuning in to the Elise Intuition Radio Show. I had a wonderful time with our special guest, Mark Jackson II. And, of course, you all. I hope that you learned a great deal about improving your financial situation and wealth building. Please join me every third Wednesday of the month at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Next month on the Elise Intuition Radio Show, I will have America's number one communication shift thought leader, behavioral specialist, and best-selling author of When Nobody's Home, Michael S. Odin. This upcoming episode will be about understanding fatherless children. He will be helping us understand the why behind this behavior. This is an episode that you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next time. Remember, you are loved, you are valued, and you are competent. You've been listening to, you've been listening to the Elise Intuition Radio Show, hosted by Dr. Elise Holland. This hit show comes to you live every third Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Blog Talk Radio. Each show is empowering you to transform your life by connecting with your higher self through intuition, meditation, and mindfulness in all areas of your life. If you've missed any part of this show or want to find out more about Dr. Elise, visit EliseHealingCenter.com. That's EliseHealingCenter.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.